Hey, uh, this is Danny, first time caller, <clears throat> long time host. How's everybody doing? You probably noticed that uh, we didn't have a regular episode last week when we should have. Uh, probably not the most surprising thing since we're constantly really late with episodes. We have a very good excuse this time. There's a baby in our house now. It's our baby. It, he was born. He was born last week. Uh, the short story, we'll give you the whole story about his birth, you know, next regular free episode. But the short story is it's completely healthy, great birth. Uh, the doctor a couple weeks ago just told us, look, I know your due date is in the middle of July. And for those of you who are paying a lot of close attention, the due date was in the middle of July. But they're like, it is a, it is, it would be a lot safer and healthier to schedule a C-section for late June, for basically, you know, the end of June, the beginning of July. And we're like, oh, okay, it's time. Like, we thought we had a couple weeks left, but nope, it's time. And he's been here. He's been here for a week, and we just haven't been able to get around to recording. So I put a poll out on Twitter saying, what Patreon episode do you want us to unlock for free? And it's this one where we watch a couple of collapsible long YouTube reviews from the time when Collapsible Long was released. We're keeping the Collapsible Long train roll in 10th anniversary, and this episode is originally aired May 10th, 2021, over on Patreon. It's our most swear-filled episode, so if you want the full, uncut, uncensored version, go sign up at patreon.com slash Pod. and I, be- I better be quieter because Jessica and the baby are nothing. And Jessica's starting to stir. Okay. Well, enjoy this episode. Also, our some of our thoughts two years ago on Collapsible Long have shifted, and they shifted compared to the latest episode. So that's also interesting to hear. So uh, I think you don't agree, but I think so. So enjoy this, and we'll see you again uh, next week sometime. Oh, and patrons will get your usual episode on time. Skip ahead. <laughs> but as tomorrow comes, it seems like we're okay. That's right. Today we're talking, we're going back and talking collapsible lungs. <laughs> by everybody's favorite artist, Perth, with their 17 monthly listeners on Spotify and no bio. This is the only other song in the world called Collapsible Long. Wow, what year is this from? Oh, let me see. Oh, here we go, now it's kicking in. This is typical, This is, we're going to cover this kind of stuff on our Not My Escape episode. <laughs> typical, like, electronic music that figured out a popular but not too popular song title that doesn't have a lot of ambiguation. Sorry, still looking for the year of this. 2013. From their album, What's Your Utopia? Other songs on this album include Old at Heart, Drank and Kites and Tomorrow, Quantum Chronology, Greasy Moon, Lazy wow. Boy and Viewmaster, Sunday Stroll, 
I bet you these are all song titles by popular but not too popular <laughs> bands. You're my greasy straw or whatever you just said. Jessica. <laughs> that is so loud. Oh my gosh. Can I, is it safe for me to put my headphones back on now? Yes, it is. So, no, what we're actually doing, I opened it with the format, the opening format we sometimes do of picking a song of the title that's not really the thing that we do with the book. Yeah. But that was in my collapsible notes. Collapsible note. <laughs> well, you know, modern notes are collapsible because they often have the headers and you can collapse those. Sure. Um, when we did collapsible lung, that was in my notes, but we didn't get to it. I really don't, unless it's a, a song that really has nothing else, I don't usually bother going to the songs that just happen to have the same title anymore. But um, other than that... Because uh, it, it's been a while. This was a this was a Patreon we, we promised months ago when we did the song Collapsible Lung. Uh-oh. We promised this Patreon way back then. So when we had this May Patreon drive of all of these episodes, this is the first one we wanted to jump into. So back when we did the song Collapsible Lung, searching simply for Reliant K Collapsible Lung, it being the title of the album, I got all kinds of album-specific videos, particularly people who did vlogs reviewing the album at the time. And so we promised back then, if you remember this, Jessica, I'm saying this more for Jessica's reminder than maybe the listeners. Back then I said... I'm still just waiting to do the April episode. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We're going to do an episode all about the history of April, our dog, and how she became a podcast engineer, when she, where she went for her training. Yeah. She went to one of those DJ schools, but she actually decided to just engineer podcasts instead. So back when we did Collapsible Lung, which was song... Darn it. I had the notes. 88. Episode 88 was Collapsible Lung, and I promised we'd do this Patreon. We're going to watch one, two, three, four, five, six different YouTube videos of people with their initial reactions in 2013 to the album Collapsible Lung. Spoiler warning, (laughs) nobody's saying this is a story (laughs) of a man who has fallen away from God and vapid pop songs are the tapestry in which his life is lived, etc., etc., So here is a sound, here is, this is the only thing, it's not a video. We'll just get right into it. This is on SoundCloud, and it's a short, it's a Christian radio station. I hope all these videos are still up. I hope it's not that kind of situation where... Oh no, they all go down. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be like TikTok. They just have all suddenly disappeared. Exactly. So some Christian radio station called Rock for the Rock had this little like interstitial commercial like those kind of things you hear on i'm assuming this is like one of those things you hear on the radio like a little informational news segment that they probably play a couple times throughout the day you know what i'm talking about like there's the stuff you do during the talk section of the radio show for the day but then you have little informational interstitials you play all day like, they often play those where it's like it's like a little bit from fo- brought to you by Focus on the Family, right? That sort of thing. You also hear it on any station that has like a morning zoo radio show, 
where they're like, this is what you missed this morning on Goober and the Bean. <laughs> I was going to say Goober and the Bean, but Bean is an actual radio person. Goober and the... What's the one that we have? We have a... Boopus and McGee. Boopus and McGee. <laughs> That's a... If Jessica and I were morning zoo radio hosts, we'd be called Boopus and McGee. Who's Boopus? Who's McGee? It's up for you to, to figure out. <laughs> so they'd be like, this is what you missed this morning on Boopus and McGee. And then it cuts to some sort of like racist... <laughs> oh, like gay no. panic joke oh, they did that no. morning. <laughs> um, so here is Rock for the Rock and their one minute and 43 second audio review of Collapsible Lung. Oh, Sorry, this is just going to be a thing. Do you maybe want to take, maybe you want to do this episode with your headphones yep. down or off? Okay. New music. Lion K, collapsible lung. Collapsible Lung, Reliant K's seventh album, resembles little of Reliant K and echoes much of what is big at Top 40 today. Before giving Collapsible Lung a listen, disregard pretty much everything you know about Reliant K. It's gone with the- <laughs> Forget everything you knew about orcs, Danny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's some book called Orcs. I, I don't even we know. We have 100% it. talked about it on this podcast yeah. before at some point. Well, we're, we're getting ourselves back into collapsible mind headspace. Let's also get ourselves back into an orcs headspace. Sure. There's some book called Orcs. I guess it's like a fantasy book written from the point of view of an orc. And the, the the thing, we were walking through Barnes & Noble years, and no, it was Borders, so it's that long ago. And the book, the, the quote, like the critical quote on the cover, the blurb, it just said, forget everything you know about orcs. <laughs> and Jessica and I have never let that go. I'm sure, I mean, I assume the done book. Done and done. Yeah. <laughs> I assume the book could be very good, but it's just such a bad marketing quote because it makes it sound, it makes the whole book seem like a joke. That's not true. I play D&D, so I know a little bit about orcs, but... <laughs> well, forget everything you know. <sighs> that little bit you know, forget it. I'm going back two seconds to listen to the Rock for the Rock. Before giving Collapsible Long a listen, disregard pretty much everything you know about Reliant K. It's gone with the punk and in with the pop. Although Reliant K was never meant to be taken too seriously, this album is by far the most laid back of the bunch. Songs are focused much more on broken relationships. While there are still songs that glimmer hope like Don't Blink, Can't Complain, and Collapsible Lung, don't expect the likes of Failure Text, Communicate, or Deathbed from previous albums to be found anywhere on this album. But I- Okay, you're never, uh, with the exception of kind of running, you're never going to get another deathbed. What do you mean? Like, that's what we were supposed to come to expect from Reliant K from now on? Like, like 11 minutes at the end of every album? People thought that was the rule. Like, after yeah. deathbed, like, people didn't think a, a deathbed was an exception. They think it's the rule. They're expecting everything to always, not everyone, but anyone who's like, Reliant K made deathbed. And yes, Tyson, we've heard this from other people that Tyson has like a whole storyline for that whole family right the character in the thing he knows everyone's story and there could be like a whole opera a whole American idiot if you will of just this one particular <laughs> particular family and their patriarch who died from Siggy's <laughs> so aside from the fact that there's this supposed bigger story that we've never heard like, Deathbed is an exception, not a rule for Reliant K. Yeah. I guess if you go from Deathbed 
into Forget Not Slow Down, it feels like Forget Not Slow Down is, as an album, an extension of the, of the, the ambition of Deathbed, right? Deathbed is such a big, ambitious song, a big story, and Forget Not Slow Down is a big, ambitious album, tells a whole story. Not the same themes, exactly. Not the same characters, because Deathbed is, is literal, pure fiction, and Forget Not Slow Down is fact based on a true story at least but then people like really expect everything to be up to the level of deathbed forever from then on like yeah and expect less punk and more pop well first of all i never expect punk from reliant k because they're not a punk band but (laughs) but that's like us shouting against the ocean when we say they're not a punk yeah like i accept that they are a punk band in the modern sense but I heard Matt Thiessen say, we're not a punk band. We're a pop rock band like Weezer. People don't call Weezer a a punk band. I actually call Weezer a punk band. It's like a switcheroo (laughs) in the themes. But people call Reliant K a punk band. They're a pop rock band. We've been there. Let's listen to more of Rock for the Rock. Can't complain. I can't complain. Every day's too short to let it go away. So how does Collapsible Long stand among the likes of their previous albums? Well, it... It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't really. It's something completely different than anything they've done in the albums. Well, it doesn't really. It's something completely different than anything they've done in the past. So really, it stands on its own. It would be unfair to compare it to the past releases because Collapsible Lung was never meant to sound anything like Anatomy, Two Lefts, or mm-hmm. Some of my personal... I mean, that's true. Now, he's dipping dangerously close to lungy territory. <laughs> But he is, that is a fact. Whether or not you think of a deeper meaning being in the album Collapsible Lung, Collapsible Lung is not meant to be like their previous albums. Fact. Yeah. Well, favorites are PTL, Disaster, and the ever catchy Boomerang. <laughs> Collapsible Lung should be an addition to your summer playlist. It offers fun, easygoing pop music you can listen to and simply enjoy. I'm Jay for the Edge New Music Reviews, and you can pick up your copy of Reliant K's Collapsible Lung at iTunes or Amazon. And see, that it's funny that it even, like, you can pick up your copy at iTunes or Amazon 2013, and it was like a digital-only release, basically. Yeah. Vinyl only, which was so brazen for 2013, I actually cut out of the Brad Moist interview because he didn't actually have an answer about it. One of the only big questions I cut out of our Brad Moist interview was me saying just that collapsible lung 2013 CDs are on their way out. Sure. But they're not fully dead yet. And collapsible lung has this very brazen release theme or release uh, tactic of essentially being a vinyl and digital only release the cd that was released doesn't account doesn't play into it at all because it was a very limited cd release if you want to do a pop album that is aching for radio play you still have to put the cd in target at the at the the register at whole foods you still have to do that in 2013 right I feel like we've harped on this a lot, right. though. But I, I asked Brad Moist about this, and he didn't really have an answer about it. Mm. He just, I, like, I clearly, like, had just, like, barely jogged his memory on the fact that that was the case. So all he kind of said in the interview was, 
but like trying to remember it out loud like hold on what did we, we had a cd but it wasn't but and it was just vinyl he basically just repeated kind of what i said like he was trying to remember gotcha like he never thought about that much my i didn't really phrase it as a question my question if i could go back and rephrase it was uh Whose idea was it to make collapsible? <coughs> Apologies. It's fine. It's Jessica's still hurting from the dust mice. Who's I would have said whose idea was it to make collapsible long a digital and vinyl only release in 2013? I didn't actually phrase it that way, so I didn't really get an answer. I feel like that 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 little break right there like ran the gambit of like. New album, don't like it, too. It's great. Put it on your summer playlist. Like, it was so... I was like, wait a minute, where are we going with this? And also, I would just love for once to be like, and the standout track of the album, Gloria. Oh, yeah. The song that nobody likes. Let's see if anybody in these reviews liked Gloria. Well, next up we have um, ARTV, which I've recently learned... David Park calls Mr. Movie Phone because it, it this channel comes up for his research a lot. Is we, this the kid in his bedroom with the Paramore yes. album? Oh no, this is no, a different no, no. One. This is this guy. Hold on, let me turn it up. So he's very upset about collapsing. <laughs> I bet he's got a Lincoln um, Park poster in the background. It's gonna say something. So this is ARTV. No, you're not the only one. <laughs> no, who's gonna literally, say you won't be. <laughs> So this is from The Time. This is from July 2nd, 2013. ARTV. This is a channel we've come across once in a while. This is basically like a poor man's uh, sort of punk rock NBA. Like this is, that might be a mean way to put it, but this is basically in line with like the type of YouTube like punk rock NBA where it's like. Punk rock MBA is the poor man's punk rock MBA. That's true. <laughs> it's like he's a master of business. Who gives a shit? Like <laughs> he puts punk rock MBA like that's supposed to make him intelligent. Like the like the, it's just because you're a ma- like if you're the punk- do you have your master's degree in punk business? No. Like or do you if, just have a master's degree in business and you like punk music? If the punk rock MBA is- that's gonna be Danny in like two years, who's <laughs> going back to school? Like. If the punk rock MBA, if all of his videos were just talking about merchandising and contracts and DIY commerce, yeah. then it would make sense. Yeah. But he gets up and makes these videos where he's breaking down the history of genres. And I'm like, your master's in business doesn't have shit to do with what you're talking about. <laughs> you might know what you're talking about or you might not. But putting MBA in the name of your, it's just pretentious just to make it seem like oh well i know what i'm talking about and then jessica and i have watched videos and he always misses really obvious points and like he doesn't know sort of like you know not entry level information but like he didn't had no idea how he had no idea when we were watching something about punk rock uh 90 or 2000s punk rock fashion and he's talking about macbeth uh, tom delong's clothing line and he's like Oh, Macbeth is still going in Indonesia. Who would have thought? I'm like everyone. Everyone. There's so Do much. Do you punk not know? Culture. Yeah. Do you not know anything about <laughs> punk or pop punk? Because Indonesia, a really big market for that now. Yeah. Like. Uh, and then David Catch DM'd me at one point when we co- I complained about this in Instagram story, and he's like, "Well, it's not that big anymore." I'm like, "Okay, well, if it's not that big anymore, that's fine." 
but online. If you're going to these... call yourself the punk rock MBA, yeah. like you should have a little, a, a little bit of that knowledge. Like I only have like the most rudimentary punk rock knowledge. And I know that. If you spend any time in pop punk, <clears throat> social media, especially Instagram and TikTok, there's a lot of brands and businesses that in Indonesia that just love pop punk, you know what I mean? And, and fans as well and bands and stuff. So whatever. ARTV, we've played videos from this guy before. He's He's got that YouTuber style of like well-framed, follow you know, mostly follow rule of thirds vlog. He's talking directly to the camera. He's got all his stuff behind him like a YouTube gamer person would do or your hockey guy where you have a very meticulously planned backdrop of all your yes. paraphernalia that you want everyone to see. Right. And then all he does is talk about pop punk stuff, <clears throat> but he just kind of reviews it. Uh, and David Park calls him Mr. Movie Phone Guy, apparently, because he comes up on in his life. He sees him on YouTube all the time as well. I thought maybe they just hung out. <laughs> well, here is ARTV's review of Collapsible On. Hey guys, it's time for a review of Reliant K's new record, Collapsible Long. If you know me, you know I love Reliant K, and you know I love Mm-hmm, one of my favorite records of all time. I recently did a review of it. If you'd like to see that, that was for Throwback Thursday. Link is down below. I've been a fan of Reliant K for a long time now, probably since around the turn of the decade, 2000, and it's just... It's always been with them. It's been about the passion, the music, the honesty that you feel in their in their music, and just the intensity at sometimes, and then just it gets stripped down at sometimes as well, and it just gets really raw, personal, and intimate. He looks like a young album, Michael Shannon. Where is it? Where is it? There's so much missing from this record. I just want to shake Matt Teeson and be like, "What is wrong, man? What have you done here?" I sh- if uh, if we ever hear in the news that Matt Thiessen has been shaken to death, <laughs> culprit number one right here. Should have seen it coming. I should have seen this coming, honestly. He's always dabbled in pop, and it's not always a bad thing. And it's not every single track on this record before you start typing a hate comment. It's not every single song on this record, but it's the majority of it, especially the heart of this record. Tracks two through eight, starting with Boomerang, just... just fall flat on their face, pretty much. There's not one in there that I enjoy. What are the struggles on those tracks, you might ask? The depth of the lyrics are nothing. It sounds like something you could hear on pretty much any pop song these days. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, my problem with Collapsible Long really has nothing to do with the lyrics. Um, I don't care. I don't care what you sing about. If you're a band, like, like people's interests change lyrically. I'm kind of more inclined to, 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 to be more upset. When it comes to Collapsible Long, I'm more uh, thinking about my mindset the first few times I listened to the album. Or I didn't really listen to it when I first listened to it. I gave it like one listen. But when we really started <laughs> right. digging into it with this podcast, it really has to do with the music. Yeah. It does just doesn't musically sound like Reliant K. If you took the songs of Mm-hmm and Five Score and Forget and Not Slow Down and sang about picking up chicks at the bar and going out for drinks with the buddies, like, it wouldn't feel like Reliant K, but I wouldn't care. Like, because it's, I'd rather hear the music that progressively sounds like Reliant K. Yeah, I agree. But I also will say that one of my big hangups in this is that it's not the the content per se. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that there just 
isn't in the lyrics that great like wordplay. There isn't the cleverness that is usually given to Reliant K lyrics. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it's supposed But but I mean even as far back as like the the self-titled album, you're getting clever lyrics and fun wordplay and there was like the self-titled is like a a picture of what was to come right. with Reliant K, which is great. You watch their growth and there was still that potential in there. Whereas this is completely void of that. Right. Including Collapsible Lung, the song. Mm-hmm. Just because it has, it, it, Collapsible Lung probably has the most wordplay, but still not that much. Collapsible Lung, Missing Rung. It's like, just kind of rhymes, just kind of poetically interesting. When I say challenging, when I say the lyrics in Collapsible Lung are the less, least challenging, I'm not talking about spiritually. I'm not talking about Christianity wise. Right. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if Reliant K <laughs> remains Christian or not. I don't yeah. give a fuck what bands remain christian or not i don't care about mxpx being spiritual or less spiritual i don't give a fuck about any solid state bands deciding to swear or admit that they were atheists the whole time i do not care at all so when i talk about i when i talk about when we all talk about we as a community as reliant k fans talk about collapsible lung like like and people being upset because it's not Christian enough an album. Like I, I just don't care about that thread at all. I am simply approaching this from the musical standpoint and from the intention as the band Reliant K artistically and musically. Yeah, I mean, just I, my only thing is like uh, maybe don't have this album promoted as like a Christian album when it's really not. Right. That's the only thing where I like have a hang up with it. I'm like, you know, I I would feel bad if it was picked up by people who thought, you know, because iTunes categorized it under Christian music, you know, because that's just what they believe like yeah, just- K is, you know. But if the if, you know, whomever puts that, you know, posts that stuff through you know, go to the your Christ- mono versus yeah. stereo. The Christian distributors. I would have left the Christian tag off of this album. As much as possible. Sometimes yeah. bands don't have a say on it. Sometimes, like, a band who, which is made up of people who might have met at a church and they don't consider themselves a Christian band and they end up getting signed to a sort of Christian label, they'll get plugged into, like, the gospel Christian section of the stores and they're like, what the fuck? I didn't, I didn't want to be here. I feel like I heard about that a couple of times on the Tooth and Nail labeled podcast, like different bands that were mm-hmm. like, well, we signed to Tooth and Nail because MXPX was huge. And we didn't think of ourselves as a Christian band because even MXPX, when they had more Christian lyrics, they were never a ministry band. They were just a band of kids who were raised Christian and wrote a couple of Christian songs, but mostly just wanted to be a punk band. And that's how a lot of bands see themselves. MXPX broke out of that. Well, similar mindset bands would join Tooth and Nail and they would get their stuff shoved into the corner of a store in the gospel section. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're a post-hardcore band. You know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. didn't want that. So sometimes the, the marketing machine of some of these labels swallows right. things up and doesn't allow the artist. So it could have been the intention of, like, Matt Thiessen or Mono vs. Stereo to say, this is don't go out and market this as a Christian album. Maybe even that's why they have less, like, physical release of this album so that it wouldn't end up in Christian bookstores. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they saw, like, there's no way that we're going to avoid this album ending up in a Christian bookstore if we have a digital, if we have a physical release. Yeah. Someone's getting home across the hall and (laughs) April's very upset about it. I mean, to be fair, 
Forget and Not Slow Down isn't really a Christian album per se either. Right. It's it's a relationship album that is inoffensive and has a few God drops in there. <laughs> right. It has some prayer. It was, some of the songs are like prayers. Some of the songs that Forget and Not Slow Down are like yeah. prayers. And maybe not as strongly in the like, you know, some of the early Reliant K songs are very much in the thread of like, God's got my back and God's working things out for me. And I'm lazy, but God forgives me. And Lord, why do you forgive me when I'm so lazy and dumb? Yeah. But then Forget and Not Slow Down is like a much more lost feeling and still trying to find that, find the Lord and stuff. Yeah. And I don't care if you're, if you're going to be a Christian band anymore or not. Like, who cares? I just think it's just... I think that it was such a weird, dramatic departure from the previous work with this one in, in all regards, musically, lyrically, spiritually, Right. that it did feel like a what the fuck. Right. Especially on tracks, if I could take you home, are you... No, what? What are you writing, Matt Thiessen? That, that one right there, and Lost Boy as well. Neither of those tracks just seem like anything Reliant K or Matt would write about. I just don't understand those tracks. If I could take you home, Christian band, take you home. I mean, like, okay, I under... I mean, here, here he's saying, we paused it, had a whole aside against his point here, and he's still got to get through his point. I want to play every second of all six of these videos. Oh, boy. <laughs> they're, they're not that long. <laughs> but the other thing is, like, when we had Josh McTernigan on our show... And as I've talked to him off the podcast before, he said, like, he thinks of Collapsible Lung as their most Christian album. And he comes at it from the point of view of that lungy thing where it's like he really believes it's, you know, a person who's fallen, a story of a person who's fallen away from God. Forget that for a second. I could almost say, not believing in the lungy theories, I could say, yes, Collapsible Lung almost is a more Christian album than any other because it's a Christian artist just admitting how humans work. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the va- true. Yeah, the vapidness of the lyrics, that's a human being. And not and because of purity culture, because of youth group purity culture of the 90s and 2000s, sure, but also just because of overarching Christian themes, especially in America, where it's like, oh, you're drinking beer and like all these things, like these kind of like ideas that specifically American Christians have that Christians in other countries are like, what the fuck's up with Americans? You know what I mean? Right. In terms of like purity and, and, and getting things wrong on sin, like our whole idea of judgment and sin is all completely up and wrong in terms of like other countries and other previous versions of christianity uh, are you calling someone? <laughs> no it's weird it's an outgoing call sound but it's an incoming call oh um okay hold on one second that was to my work phone which is a voice oh that, okay it's, it's a voip <laughs> app that goes directly to my personal phone but it has its own phone number so people don't know my f- personal phone number it was spam. It was spam. It was just like, we are calling you for an urgent business matter. <laughs> the, the FBI is raiding your office right now. I'm like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. And I hung up. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. But because, like, Christian... Just, oh, man. Christian pop culture, especially, has to espouse this idea of complete cleanliness and, like, pretending like humanity doesn't exist like humanity. You know what I mean? So it's like, no. It's like, in a way, that makes collapse belong yes their most christian album because they're like this is humanity humanity we, we go there's not even like they're like deeply sinning and ashamed of everything they're doing it's just like 
it's like, yeah, I'm going out to the bar and I'm in a relationship and she's looking through my phone and it's like, yeah, like things, yeah, I got stress in my life, but whatever, who cares? Everyone's got stress in their life. Understand it might have different implications, but for a Christian band, I just don't understand that doesn't exactly look good, but whatever. And another thing that kind of got to me, PTL, that, you know, I've been around church for a while and I know that PTL stands for Praise the Lord, usually. And apparently here on the New Reliant K record, it stands for Part-Time Lover. I swear I'm the only, like, youth group kid that had no idea. No, I, I had never heard, never heard that either. Okay, good. I'm like, what? Like, is this a newer There's thing? never been a better time to... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's commercial. There's I... never been a better time to learn that PTL <laughs> means praise the Lord. Oh, good. Okay. I accidentally closed the video, and I had to reopen it, and a commercial played, and thank goodness it picked right up where we left off. I have to say is SMH. Disaster is actually, it lives up to its name. Then he made a grumpy face, shook his head, and then it cut away. It seems like something that possibly Michael Buble would have rejected as one of his beasts. SMH. Disaster is actually, disaster. He transitioned and we talked over it. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I did. I went full kombucha girl there. I was like, mm, you know, no, maybe. What's yeah. the song that became the bad lip read video? Just ha- haven't met you yet. Just haven't met you yet. And Not dis- just sorry, haven't met you. Haven't yet. met you yet. And disaster do have a similar. They do musical cadence. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to its name. It seems like something that possibly Michael Bublé would have rejected as one of his B sides or something like that. I don't think Michael Bublé rejects anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> that shitty song sounds good. Let's do it. It's just got this awkward instrumentation, this brass section that just kind of doesn't fit in at all. And then you've got songs like Can't Complain that kind of sound like they're trying really hard to be like One Republic or I'll Tell Goodbye kind of fused into one awkward pop jam. And it just does not work. Boomerang, Are You Serious? Wow, he went completely different with the artist for Can't Complain with One Republic and um, I can't remember the other one he said he now, said, but I'm I like, w- you know. Me- I wasn't listening close enough because I was starting I only- to preview the, the YouTube comments. <laughs> I only I know cut. that one One Republic song that they did a few years ago at the Disney Christmas parade. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. It doesn't fit in at all. Like and then you've got songs like can't complain that kind of sound like they're trying really hard to be like one republic or i'll tell him goodbye kind of fused into one. i'll tell him goodbye i don't even know that band or oh, i thought or he t- said hello goodbye oh hello goodbye oh okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what he said I, I swore he said i'll tell him goodbye <laughs> and i swore that's what he said an awkward pop jam and it just does not work boomerang are you serious another song about boomerangs and coming back to a girl it's eh, it doesn't it doesn't another work song. can't complain how it's many one songs that I can... about boomerangs d- does he listen to it's a good point i wonder how many other i feel like when we did boomerang i found at least two other songs that were about boomerang relationships that mentioned boomerang specifically maybe I, maybe this it makes it sound like it's an epidemic like there's so <laughs> many boomerang songs out there wear your mask so you don't catch a boomerang song 
somewhat enjoy, but it's just kind of, it's lost in lack of creativity for me, honestly. And I promise I'm going to get to the songs that I do like. I wanted to go ahead and get my critiques out of the way first. And I know there's a lot because I did not enjoy or have really anything positive to say about the majority of this record. And I want to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to straight up sit here and lie to you and say that I love something that I didn't or that I liked something that I can't stand. So just letting you know. The track Gloria just seems so lazy and off to me. The programmed drums that just sound, ugh, they sound just, they sound messy. They sound messy, honestly, as does a lot of this record. But the lyrical content on Gloria is just so feeling it. I just, I can't feel and access this record like I could in the past. Well. <laughs> I think that's a lot of the reason why I'm so worked up when oh, I'm talking about a this. And a half okay, let's get to the tracks that I did enjoy. Ooh. There are some positive moments, but it's just hard to find because they're so far apart. You've got Don't Blink, this amazing song opening up the record with these positive feels. and Yeah, who I believe it was David Ketch. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I do mix up. Uh, people who send us notes, especially because this note was from early in the podcast, which makes me think it was David Ketch because he was an early listener. But someone called us up and said, like a year and a half ago, called us up and said, I heard Don't Blink as the early single. And I was like, yes, this sounds great. This sounds like more forget not slow down i'm so hyped and then the album comes out and they start listening to it and they're just getting angrier and angrier and angrier because yes don't blink does have a slightly thinner less uh over polished sound like so over polished that it kind of comes out a little thin compared to forget not slow down but don't blink does have an an adjacent an adjacent core to forget not slow down don't blink sounds like a b-side from forget not slow down or a leftover session and then it really really tricks you to lead that lead the album with don't blink which does feel like a, a proper right. progression like if the whole album sounded like don't blink you would listen to collapsible lung and you'd say oh it's forget not slow down too but the production is more polished and radio friendly like they weren't happy with some of the raw edges yeah the sort of raw indie rock punk rock edges on forget not slow down so they want to make a more radio friendly sequel to forget not slow down yeah you would definitely be like oh, okay they want to go and do more of that sort of five score poppy kind of thing they're kind of yeah. sliding back a little bit into that yeah take the indie rock writing style of forget not slow down with the polish of a five with the poppy polish radio polish of a five score and you get the song yeah. don't blink but then the rest of the album has nothing to do with the song <laughs> don't blink themed perfect summer song then you gotta wait until track number nine when you were my baby for me to actually start getting back into this thing look at that gap <laughs> he likes when you were my baby that's so funny because it's not that different from any of the problems he had with these other like vapid songs about it's just, dysfunctional relationships. It's just the like it, it had it ha- it's the Beach Boysy kind of one. It's yeah. like okay, this sounds like a proper rock pop song, I or guess. something you would expect from, from Matt Tisa. Yeah, exactly. His yeah, all this crap right in between. When you were my baby, yeah, sure, breakup song. Blank A does those though, and they work. A lot of the time, and this is one of those that really gets back on track. I would have liked to have seen more right, of this direction. I, I, put it I on was the like, wait a minute, it, what's I would happening? Have taken did he do this? Did you do this? Where, what, what's with if this editing If anyone's listening choice? to us at two times speed, well, now you're listening at like 4.5 speed because I just sped this up on YouTube. 
songs and just kind of slower sad songs over what they went for with this just pop nonsense. Sweeter is another slow jam that I do enjoy and it gets a little bit, you know, dull and just it I was trying to tell you just to slow it down and hit slow play down there a little bit more. because Sweeter is a fucking jam and mm-hmm. I genuinely like that song. It is dare I say the only song I like off Collapsible Lung. Oh, okay. It's not a Reliant K song, I did but I that, like I it and I will sometimes just listen to that song. Lacks a little bit of creativity, I would say, but definitely one of the better songs on the record. But then we get to Now we're at 1.25 speed on YouTube to get through ARTV. <laughs> Collapsible Lung, probably my second favorite, if not my overall favorite on the record. It definitely seems like the band got back on track for the closing of the record with one of the most solid songs. Like I said, Collapsible Lung kind of builds slow, moves in, tells a story well, is honest, and it's got actually some clever lyrics on it relating it to like parts of the body, you know, hips, lungs, everything like that. It works in and it actually works as a song. So I don't know why the band decided to go so far out there. And I know that they all already said that if they make another record, which I, I'm saying this as an opinion, I feel like this could be Reliant K's last record. They're weak. <laughs> could you imagine if Collapsible Long was Reliant K's last record? No. Oh, wow. What a wow. One, what one is, and out on Collapsible Long. Oof, yeah. There, right there's now, other songs on here about body parts and stuff. You know, leave, I don't know, putting in the car, <laughs> the having dick. sex with the kid. Yeah, <laughs> having sex with the sex with the kid in the other room. Oh, I almost, yeah. That sounded really wrong. For I cut second. you off like, at the wrong time. Having did. sex like, with the kid anyway. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Their drummer. I don't feel like Collapsible Long has gotten really much promotion at all. And if they don't get things in order, I could see the end of the band being very close. It would be such a shame for this really, really bad album to be their last record. I would hate to see them end on a bad note like that. And Matt Thiessen said that, yes, we made a pop record this time. Yeah, this is before I'd even heard the album. We made a pop record this time. Rest assured, the next one's going to be a rock record. So I'll be looking forward to that one. This one, I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. I'm going to take Don't Blink, Collapsible Lung, and Possibly When You Were My Baby. Keep those songs. Move the rest straight to the trash section of my computer. What did you guys think about Collapsible Lung? I definitely gave it a chance. Listened to it many times, and it's just not working or clicking for me. For me personally, this album is a two out of five. Keep checking back for more (laughs) reviews and make sure you subscribe. I'm pretty busy right now. I did start a new job and of course it's summer, so I'm very tied up. I'll try to make as many videos and reviews as I can. So make sure you subscribe here and of course be on ARTV. Thanks for watching. This is not a teenager in his bedroom? This guy did start early because I think this might be the person who started making like you know cheap looking webcam videos talking about his favorite music but then he like upscaled and you know made it look a lot better and made it look more punk rock nba style he needs to learn how to edit better because those swoopy sounds are like a massive pet peeve if anytime we have those i get really mad like when i edit the podcast those definitely don't make it in because i'm like that noise i don't like it (laughs) here is so we got four more We'll try to go through these a little faster. This is Esli Martinez on YouTube. Hi, I'm Esli, and yes. This video, I should tell the times ahead of time so we can know what we're in for. This is only two and a half minutes. Also, I just want to say that, yes, Matt Thiessen has said the next record will be a rock record. And we've read that in a few different interviews from him from around this time. But... That Air for Free being a rock record is kind of yeah, debatable. It's debatable. But, I mean, a lot of bands are rock. It's rock in the way of, of what pop radio rock is now. Pop radio rock, whether people like it or not, pop radio rock is defined by bands like Imagine Dragons, uh, Five Seconds of Summer, 
One Republic. Uh, what's the band that sings uh, All My Friends Are Heathens? Like these, uh, 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots. Like whether you agree with it or not, if you're a millennial or a zillennial or, or whatever, <laughs> like it or not, that's what rock is defined by now. And if you hate it, that's if you hate the music, that's fine. But if you say this doesn't belong on rock radio, well, you're I'm just don't fucking just don't say that because you sound like someone who hears Blink-182 and you're like, that's not Aerosmith or Led <laughs> Zeppelin. That's not real rock. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Those kind of artists I just mentioned. I don't like Five Seconds of Summer. You don't like Blink-182? No, I meant the ones I mentioned before. I don't like Five Seconds of you Summer. You heard it I here don't first. Like, Danny does not like I don't like, like Imagine Dragons. I don't like 21 Pilots. But that is what is defined by radio pop rock now. You're right. Just... Just if you don't agree, don't give a shit. Eat the pill. It's the truth. That's what it is. I'm not talking to you. I'm Damn, Danny. I I let so much go when I just accepted that that's what it is. Like imagine if you really loved like hard rock, and then you turn on you know K rock one day in like 1998, and you're hearing Blink 182 and like Papa Roach, and you're like, what the hell is this? Like you'd be so upset, right? You'd be like, this isn't rock. Well, when people listen to 21 Pilots, yeah, it's not rock by the proper definition, but that's it. That's the rock. That's Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then people have to wait for, like, a Machine Gun Kelly to do something that actually sounds more 90s. It's also part of the reason why I have no problem with the fact that K-Rock has made the changes that it made. Actually, it, it sucks because they broke apart all these legacy radio people, and it kind of sucks because it's making radio more milk toast. But the way they've changed up their playlist by having some of the classic, you know, 90s rock with some of the more poppy pop rock that has, some of it has guitars, some of it doesn't, they're going forward. They're allowing stuff to go forward. K-Rock in New York in, in 2009, man... What a fucking graveyard. In 2009, right? Sorry, I'm going on this little tangent right now. But in 2009, I would put on New York K-Rock, and eventually they went out of business in 2009 because all they would play was Metallica and Smashing Pumpkins and Green Day. I love all those bands, but those were oldies in 2009. Those were oldies. You just have to admit it. You have to accept it. And you can't just wait for the new bands that sound like those bands. When record labels and radio stations said, let's sign Blink-182, let's sign Papa Roach, let's sign Limp Biscuit," they weren't saying, ooh, this sounds like Led Zeppelin, this sounds like Ozzy Osbourne. No, they were looking for the new Ford thing. And if you don't like One Direction, not One Direction, <laughs> Five Seconds of Summer, if you don't like... One Republic. If you don't like Imagine Dragons, that's fine. Don't listen to new pop, to new rock radio. I don't. But accept you have to accept that that's where rock is living right now. People who say rock is dead just have their hands over their eyes like the monkey. Why? I wish this wasn't behind the paywall. <laughs> I'm just going to crawl into the covers and listen to some Bad Company and Molly Hatchet now. Well, before you do that, let's properly listen to Esley Martinez uh, talk about this album. Hi, I'm Esley, and yes, Reliant K's new album has finally arrived. Here's my collapsible lung review. I can't hide it. I have some serious mixed feelings about this album. 
first, the joy. When Reliant K releases new music, I need to hear it. This has been my favorite band for a long time, and I don't think that's going to change in a while. But I think it's the first time I... He's definitely, like, reading off of a cue card, or, like, he yeah. rehearsed this like it's a stage play. First, the joy. First, the joy. But you see his eyes dart off the camera. Sure. I think he rehearsed and remembered his lines, but then has cue cards off camera to, like, give him remi- reminders. It happens. Hey, sometimes I just read my notes verbatim on the podcast. <laughs> she does. Can anyone tell that? <laughs> She does. I, I think like you do a really good job. Good. I feel like when you lead into it, it sounds like you're getting into a point you prepared, but you read them very naturally. So I can't always tell when you're. If I kind of don't, if I don't look at you when you're recording, if I'm like preparing my notes, and I look up and I'm like, oh, she's reading this. <laughs> feel at some level disappointed with RK. Don't get me wrong, I still like the album, but even though I was expecting some evolution in the band's style. What I found caught me a little bit off guard. In my opinion, the result is a collection of songs, some great, some not so great, with a sound and message that feels somewhat disjointed from one another. You don't need a message. <laughs> Music doesn't need a message. Music is a one of the best places to have a message, but music, you don't need to, especially since this is their seventh album they don't owe a message to anyone after seven albums especially when there's strong strong messages in the first six i don't know there's some pretty strong messages in this album (laughs) yeah get drunk (laughs) essence that many of us love i know we could we could probably play this on like two times speed okay (laughs) that doesn't mean that we're all going to like it anyway collapsible lung is a fun and cool listen and it's totally worth our attention it might not be what most of us. I went expecting. to 125. And this instead. time, there is more pop than rock. But it's still full of energy, meaning, and charm. This is 105. It's still Reliant K. For 1.5. The album starts and finishes awesomely with two of the best Reliant K songs ever. If all the tracks would have been as good as Don't Blink and Collapsible Lung, it could have been another I'm masterpiece. the only person there who are a does couple of not awkward... like the song Collapsible Lung. <laughs> it's so true. So, okay, I guess we could talk about this behind the paywall after, <laughs> long after we did the episode. But as you might remember, we talked about it in the episode. Collapsible Lung is we had to do that episode three and a half times. Uh, we did it. Yeah. We did it once. We did it another half a time. We did it another full time. And we finally got it right on the third time. Jessica came into the song Collapsible Lung not liking it for similar reasons she doesn't like Deathbed. But then I had the point of like, well, this is a much more abstract, interpretable thing about whether or not it's about those same death, you know, anxieties that you get from Deathbed. She didn't really, you know, she didn't agree with me or whatever, but we had to go over it so many times that it basically broke Jessica down. And then she was like, I'm actually starting to like this more. Like the first time I presented. I came in hot. I was coming in hot in that first recording. I was like, nope, I fucking hate this song. I'm not into it. This is awful. Here's all my points as to why I hate it. And we had to record it so many times that finally, by the time we actually recorded, I was like, this is a song. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, well, one thing, one one of Jessica's hot takes that I can't remember if it's in the final Collapsible Lung episode or not, that is absolutely true, is that this does touch on, if not fully expouse, the idea of heaven is your reward, fuck your time on earth, right? 
And that is spiritually something we completely disagree with. I don't even think that this comes from like a reformed Christian point of view or like an agnostic Christian point of view. I think there are a lot of Christians who who flat out think that that's like a poisonous concept that is much more uh, modern. It's much more recent concept of heaven in, in terms of like hundreds of years. So we don't agree with that point of view. Like your time on earth is the time. It is the time to make heaven on earth. Don't think about you're only doing this for the re- your reward. That's not That's really... an extremist. That's a like an extremist propaganda point of view. <laughs> right. That's, exactly. You know. So I can say that, that 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 point of view, there are at the very least shades of that point of view. You could debate if that's full on point of view, whatever that's in the past. But my point was like whether or not death is specifically a, a theme in the song is much more abstract and interpretable. Yes, it's about aging, but I don't think that the focus of the song is on death. But that's in the past. That happened in the episode. I just can't remember if that's because we did this episode yeah, three and a half times. I have no idea I what ended anymore. up in there. Important <laughs> moments. I've settled down. Like right. <laughs> so the point was Jessica did not like the song, and my points of view thrown at her two and a half times before we did the proper episode, she already came down, like calmed down a little. It's on probably the, the best case scenario. Yeah. Cause I probably started listening to that song. It probably just caught me on a bad day. I was just probably having a lot of anxiety at that time. So like, I just came in like gun smoking. <laughs> now I'm just like, Oh, I don't, whatever. <laughs> I still don't boy. like the song, but whatever. <laughs> For instance, I just felt weird the first couple of times I heard it. I, wouldn't I really, what he said. it's hard to describe, but take the song Gloria. There are a couple there of awkward Gloria. moments where something feels like out of place. It's hard to describe, but take the song Gloria, for instance. I just felt weird the first couple of times I heard it. <laughs> Me too. It's like the brown note. I just felt weird. I shit my pants <laughs> listening to the song Gloria the first time. I really like Collapsible Lung, but it hurts to say. I don't think it came out as great as the band really is. It's not bad either. It's just good. And that's why I give it a three out of five. I hope you like this review and you don't have to agree. Just enjoy the album. Thanks for watching and take care. So, okay, here we go. This is, I didn't write down the name of this YouTuber, uh, but I wrote down my only note. It's called Very Upset Review. Bring oh it. no! Bring it on! Hello, and we might up? not watch all of this because it's Uh-oh. almost eight minutes. Oh, my it's gosh. only got eighty-one views. Whoa! And I think we've seen this guy before. This is Gabe Halverston. Well, let's give Gabe, Gabe another review. All he does is review records and CDs. He's reviewed Radiohead's Moonshaped Pool, Deftones' Gore, Goo Goo Dolls' Boxes. He only owns black shirts, t-shirts he as well. Only, he always reviews everything in this same shirt. Uh, Gojira Magma. Did he do them all on the same day? Maybe he did. Maybe he did these ones from four years ago all on the same day. Um, but it's just a simple, cheap camera. It's not a, like a full pro- professional, you know, proto-professional YouTube review. Pseudo, sorry, I meant the word pseudo. Pseudo-professional YouTube review style. Uh, Coheed and Cambria, Fowls, Iron Maiden, Between the Buried and Me. He, so he reviews a lot of heavy music as well, along with a lot of like softer pop, like Florence and the Machine, Muse, Mumford and Sons. This guy's got a very eclectic taste. Good for Ooh, him. Ooh, he switched up his shirt. <laughs> Once I went five years back, he got a different shirt. 
okay. then back to the black shirt again. So here is the angry Gabe Halverston upset about collapsible lung. Uh, this might be the one we don't watch all of. Like I said, it's eight minutes. We'll skip a little bit on this one. I'm going to try something new for the first time this week. Oops, so- let me slow him down. <laughs> let me slow him down to uh, 25% speed. <laughs> no, just kidding. Back to normal speed. Let's get things out of the way. First, we got my who shirt. Rocking the who shirt. Second, we got... Did you slow it down? All the weapons up there. See I did. It? And that's pretty. Oh, okay. All right. So, this is time I'm going to do a review of Reliant K, Don't Blink. This is a Christian band. Christian rock, to be more specific. Wait, is he and just reviewing the song Don't Blink? Is that the genre the is mutually hated. Did he say Don't I mean, Blink, but he meant collapsible This is a Christian band. Christian rock. My wall of weapons up there. See him? They're not so oh pretty. <laughs> Whoa! No, no, no. They're not, they're not guns. So they're let's like, get things out of the way. My wall First, of weapons. we got my Who shirt. Rocking the Who shirt. Second, we got... Well, wall of weapons up there. See him? They're not so pretty. <laughs> they're like, I don't even right. know what that. There's a bunch there's of like swords samurai and, swords, but I don't know what the other thing like medieval on the side was. There was. Like, he loves collecting cool weapons. Cool weapons. He, well, he loves metal, so that makes sense. So, this is time I'm going to do a review of Reliant K, Don't Blink. This is a Christian band. Christian. I think he did a Danny and just said a similar but not correct pro, uh, noun. I think he pulled a Danny and said, don't blink. When he met was the album collapsible on. To be more specific. And one of the problems you find with this is that the genre is mutually hated. I mean, it's really, really hated. Because really what's wrong with it is that most of the bands suck. You have you can't, you get your casual case yeah. of like Lion K, you've got yeah, you Christians, and then you've got the Christian ska genre, which is bigger than you'd think it would be. I mean... It's really oh, bigger. Danny, shots fired. leads that fight. <laughs> However. Well, recently, to be honest, I've gotten on a new tangent, and I realized the whole time, the fact that Christian ska is considered a genre and has its own Wikipedia page is fucking bullshit. I say that, of course, being a huge ska fan and having been raised a Christian and loving all the Christian bands. I know the most obscure Christian ska bands, but I realized... Christian ska is ska. Yeah. <laughs> like, wrap your mind around that. It's just the lyrics are Christian at least sometimes. Like, Five Iron Frenzy, what, like 60% of their lyrics are Christian. They still have, like, fun, goofy songs, you know? So it's like that makes them a separate genre or a separate subgenre of ska. No, fucking bullshit. Could you, cause, could you imagine if there was a genre called, like, like kitchen ska where they only sing about stuff that you find i literally just looked over at the kitchen and that's where i got the idea Uh, that's my favorite music genre (laughs) kitchen ska they only sing about kitchen themes and you can be a kitchen ska band and you know you have to at least sing half your songs about the kitchen now people get very upset when you don't sing about when you don't mention the word oven anymore when you don't want when you want to be accepted by mainstream radio so you don't say the word oven like christian ska will avoid the word jesus oh danny you're always bitching in the kitchen and crying in the bedroom all night (laughs) that's a that's a kitchen ska song (laughs) bitching in the kitchen from the uh shock treatment soundtrack that is that is a that's a oh my gosh jessica that's an amazing reference. You thought of you thought of that on your own. I take no credit for that. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm saying I take no credit for it. Yeah, music is just music. I, I I do agree with like why do we have to like differentiate? But I mean it is out there. So it's like I know in the past I've been like 
I've been hard on collapsible lung because I've been like, well, if you're a Christian band, this isn't Christian. But I don't mean it in that sense. I more mean it in like, I feel for, because I don't care, but I feel for fans who are like only allowed to listen to you know, because uh, not because of them, but because of like their parents' choices, they're only allowed to listen to Christian associated music, which isn't fair. I think that all music should just be music, like country music. Country artists mention God all the time, and they're not considered Christian artists. They're of, just considered country. A lot of secular rappers, a lot of secular hip hop artists will mention God all the time. I'm, there not we go. I'm not even talking about Kanye West, who kind of bullied his way into the Christian, kind of kind of tricked his way into the Christian label specifically. But I'm talking about like people will just mention God. Like Puff Daddy has a hugely Christian song. I don't remember the name of it. P Diddy, whatever. He was called Puff Daddy at the time. And he has like a majorly gospel Christian song, but nobody calls him a Christian hip hop artist. R and B mixes in gospel elements yeah. sometimes. Like I just don't see why you have to be like, oh, this is Christian specific. It's just to appease these annoying parents who don't like understand. And I, I, the thing is, I do understand a label. Like I do understand like a classification of saying, hey, Christians who are afraid of the world. This album is safe. It sings about God, whatever. But that doesn't inherently make it a genre. Yeah. Right? Like, just, a, it, you know, Christian just, rock can even be a genre because there are musical stylings that Christian rock will specifically do that other types of rock might not do. But to say something is Christian punk or Christian ska or Christian hip hop is bullshit, or even Christian metal is bullshit because the only difference in those genres is the lyrics. Like, I can't think of another genre except maybe horror punk. But even horror punk has, like, specific... Uh, let me come back to that. I can't think of another genre where the difference is simply the lyrics. That's the only differentiating factor between another already existing genre. I said horror punk. I retract that because even horror punk combines old school rock and roll with some rockabilly elements and some Elvis Presley stuff. So even that does a mishmash. It's often, like, visual elements, a yeah. lot of, as well, that are that are kind of in... Horror right. punk. So yeah, I so I understand a I understand a label. I understand a label of saying, "Hey, this is the a, cate- a categorization, but not a genre. Not to call it a genre. Just it's family friendly or it's not family friendly. Exactly. Why can't that be it? Just like, like there's who, a, who cares? There's a label when there's parental advisory uh, suggestion. There should be a label that says like no parental advisory yeah. suggested. No, yeah. <laughs> and then there's that nebulous gray area where it doesn't have either sticker and it could go either way. But the the black and white sticker keep kids away. Then there'd be like a blue and white sticker. <laughs> And like, there's a lot of Christian radio stations that are rebranding themselves to just like family. We're a family station. Yeah, and then all you, you hear are thing. like that tip, very typical sounding right. like Christian music on it. But, you know, just enough with the like very specific <laughs> Christian or not Christian It's music. just that for every good music is Christian music. band. Who cares? About, sorry, I was just trying to wake up my phone while you were finishing your point. It seemed like I was just like, move on, Jessica. I wasn't doing that. I was waking up my phone. I hit play by mistake. I couldn't get it to pause. You're just mad that I made a good reference. <laughs> I am very mad. I want that fucking reference. A hundred bad ones. It's just a really hated genre, sort of like new metal was in the 90s when it started off. So, Reliant K have been one of those bands that have made me defend Christian rock. You know, you gotta have some things you gotta work for, and some bands do more work than others, and I defended them. However, this time, this album comes out, and they hired the people from CeeLo Green and Lady Gaga, and it's really 
beyond disappointing. The word would probably be just horrendous. I I couldn't even grasp what was going on for most of the album. It was just a complete change of style. They have this significant style they always have. It's this fun, over-the-top, poppy sound that makes... It's, they have this energy to them, you know? They're fun. I think if we get where he's going, I'm going to skip ahead like two minutes. I mean, he's not wrong so He's far. not wrong, yeah. They have these strong guitar chords, the poppy sound, the energy, and it builds in... Uh, I skipped ahead two minutes, <laughs> and you wouldn't think I skipped ahead at all. This fun chorus that's like, boom, and you just want to sing along. I know, shake the computer for effort, right? No, but it's... Oh my gosh, he's... I just realized from context of what he just said and the visuals, he has his laptop in his lap and he's filming off of his onboard compu- uh, camera. That's how he's making this video. One of a kind on this album. Following that, we've got the nice song Boomerang, which when I saw them live, they played these two songs. So you're like, yes, this we're album two is minutes seriously going to be awesome. Eight minute review and he's awesome only up to Boomerang? No, we're four minutes in because we listened to the first and minute and a half. he's only up to Boomerang? Yeah and they rocked. It's going to be a good album. This guy needed his own Patreon from us. (laughs) These are the only good songs aside from the title track. I like how he saw Boomerang Live, which is very much in the in the in in the criticism category, he, he, Boomerang is not a song he should like, but he saw it live, mm-hmm. so he thinks he likes it. Mm-hmm. If he heard Boomerang on the record first, he would not have liked it. No. He was tricked by like he think it's not even a real. It's not well. It's a rock song, but it's not the, that kind of rock song. There's a similar about. element to that though, where it's like I'm like, oh, I love the porch session version from the the Happy Earth Day thing uh-huh. of Air for Free. I love air for free the song itself live mm-hmm. i don't particularly care for the the overly processed all this extra like stuff going on nature of the album version april's rooting you on she free. agrees <laughs> that exist on this album it goes so 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 downhill from there when you check out after that they just lost boy is it's influenced by maroon five and it's about a guy trying to pick up a girl at a bar and take her home and sleep with her Hmm, it's awful. <laughs> it really. Everyone's got a different take on what artists each song kind of rips off. Yeah. Everyone's got a different take. Because I hadn't heard uh, what I don't even hear. Maroon Five. Maroon Five. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit. I skipped ahead another two minutes, so now we. I've are... heard people say Maroon Five for other other tracks. I think I've said Maroon Five for something else. I don't think it was uh, that one though. Well, here we are at five minutes into the video. And then you get Gloria. Perfect it's a terrible spot. song. It's so bad that I can picture James Blunt singing it. You know. Uh, you know Shots fired at James you know, Blunt. James Blunt you know. <laughs> Is James Blunt British? Because when we did Gloria, the most shocking so. thing we found was how everyone called Gloria a British style song. And I didn't know what they were talking about because maybe we don't know enough 2000s British pop songs. 2010s he British pop songs. Might be. I only know the hits from James Blunt. <laughs> Where was James Blunt born? I don't know why I didn't speak out loud, but it says he was born, born in Tidworth, uh, England. I was going to say Tidworth sounds Tidworth. like England. <laughs> Garrison Town in southeast Wiltshire. So, yep, he is British. So that kind of flows with all of the British yeah. rock, pop references we saw when we looked at reviews of Gloria. Then we get to PTL. It's a heavy falsetto song about a one-night stand that the singer had. Yep, that's right. 
That's all it's about. He's talking about how much he loved that one night stand. I love that a guy who flat out like understands that Christian Rock sucks is himself offended that Reliant K like this guy I, I didn't I mean I, I think can't... he just wants more to the songs than what's there and also that's not PTL isn't just about a one night stand it's about being a part time lover it's about <laughs> it's about a couple uh, it's like night a stands night stand. yeah. <laughs> so it's about friends with benefits situation I can't I don't know what this guy's religious beliefs are because I didn't catch where he said it but you know he loves metal and he knows he thinks Christian rock sucks except for Reliant K so I have no idea what his like church affiliation is have no idea it's a church of Satan honey. <laughs> but he, he obviously loves all music and he's offended personally when Reliant K is more early, more worldly. It's so funny. That's the song. His next one is called Disaster. And that's kind of clever because it's like the album. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Just kidding. I think it's a better filler song. Doing, it uses some piano I, I and think, some horns. I think he's, and it's he's good, but aware there. it's not enough to save but, the track. But... That's true. Have we ever thought of that? What? This album is kind of a disaster. And there's a song on it called Disaster. Do you think they did that on purpose? Because the vocals and the melody is so bad that the rest of the song is just... No, you can't. You can't bring back so much failure. It's just too much. When You Were My Baby, it just sounds bad, doesn't it? Instantly opens up and I knew I hated it before I even heard it. Don't ask me. You're the the one giving your opinion. Rhymes with stew, and I love violets because they're pretty, and flows things down in the classic reliance. I'm skipping ahead 10 seconds at a time. It's not good. It's just not. What are we at for time-wise on this podcast so far? Uh, I don't know, but my computer's about to die. An hour and seven minutes. Okay, well, we'll wrap up pretty soon. It just really wasn't. It pulls up with a nice chorus. So while Jessica gets her... what do you call, call it? Me a whore? Oh, now we're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> I know. I just said her. I was just confused. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> when and it has a really good feel to it. But we're back. Computer's plugged in. <laughs> April's joined us now because she's like, "Oh, you're up and around, so it's time to walk, right?" Nope. It's time to finish Gabe Halverson's review. Then you get to that's my jam. Okay. Hold on. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to hear what he had to say about the title song. Um, collapsible jam. I combined two songs there. No. Collapsible lung, and then following the last song, that's my jam. Collapsible lung tries to save it, the last good song on the album, but it wasn't enough. It just really wasn't. It pulls up with a nice chorus, and it has really good feel to it, but then you get to that's my jam. No. No, 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 no. Al City does not make things better. He does not. I'm sorry, but really hated that. It's like I really like Terminals, and I like some Owl City. We we did a Patreon about him already. Owl City does not make this album any better, though, Danny. I do agree. <laughs> no, it's... with uh, Metal Mike. What's Plus, his it's name? a bonus track, so it's not even most people don't hear the song in connection to this album. Where Amazon, he must have got this off Amazon or whatever. This fun new wavy little thing that all the teeny boppers are going to dance to and love and enjoy. And, you know, it's probably sad because this album will probably do very well. But guys, seriously, get well, your... Well, it didn't really, to be honest. It didn't. Because that's the thing we came back to is, like, sure, they recorded all of these, like, big arcing attempts at, like, radio hits. But there was no marketing to 
have ever allowed that to happen. Yeah. Crap together. Start having fun again. Pop Make religious songs about pop punky energy and spunkiness and clever witty lyrics that makes people want to think about the things they're hearing on the radio as opposed to just go la 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 this is a cool beat i'm gonna dance around and wave my arms no no guys i wish i could give you better than that I recommend don't blink i recommend i recommend boomerang i recommend uh collapsible lung aside from that no two out of five stars that's literally the best i can give this it's just bad all right could you tell which of those mouth clicks were me and which were him um, well, so that's him. Very upset review. Thank you, Gabe. We got two more, and uh, we'll end on the mo- the most positive one. So here we'll do. This is not that one yet. This is Andy Frey. Let's talk about music. I've been a fan of the band Reliant K for a long time now, which for me means, hey, I like this band. It's a good song. I should buy it sometime. So yeah. But I have owned their album Forgetting Not So Down since the beginning of the school year when I ripped it from a friend's CD. And I... So I should say that this is definitely recorded in a dorm. Yep. This is a kid with, like, this is seven years ago. These are all from 2013. So he's got scraggly hair and glasses. He's, like, a college... He's a nice college boy, if you've ever seen a nice college boy. <laughs> he's wearing a college hoodie. Uh, he's in a dorm room. He looks like a typical nerd. He's Yeah, he's a little bit of a nerd, which we say knowing that we're nerds too. Love it. I knew there were other good albums by Reliant K, but I didn't really explore it until a few days ago when I ordered their album, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is a fantastic album. If you like anything pop punk or rock or anything like that. So this is an exciting review to hear because this is probably the most outside Reliant K fan to have uploaded their review of Collapsible Lung to YouTube. Everyone else we've seen has been an established Reliant K fan. And the last guy we're going to watch is absolutely an established Reliant K fan. He's got Reliant K in the name of his channel. So let's hear what a mostly Reliant K outsider has to say about Collapsible Lung. Uh, You will love it. I've been listening to it nonstop since it arrived. Fast forward a few days from when I get the album. I run into my friend. Maggie told me she had watched some... Oh, shit. The thing just died. (laughs) All right, I'm not charging the Bluetooth, so you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to hear the rest of this in lower quality. Are you leaving what you said in or yeah, editing okay. it out? Okay. Feature on. I told her that I was, and she recommended that I listen to their newest album, Collapsible Lung. So I did. This is me when I normally listen to Reliant K. He's dancing around, rocking out. Got his headphones on, acting the scene. Sorry, Jeff. He's sitting there silent and shaking his head. (laughs) He's making a sour face. Like Jessica's making right now. I'm trying to be quiet. I feel bad because I picked up some granola on my way back with my charger. (laughs) The problem isn't just that it's a pop album. If the album were by any pop artist like Bruno Mars or One Direction, the album would be fine. I don't hate pop music. I actually really enjoyed singing along to mediocre pop songs. The problem is that Collapsible Lung is not like by Bruno Mars or One Direction. It's by Reliant K. And that fact just makes me sad. 
Collapsible lung is not representative of who Reliant K is. It's just not them. Who are you I like to say Reliant that? K, one, <laughs> for their pop punk slash rock sound, and two, for their meaningful lyrics. He's somebody who's um, only so ever listened to mm-hmm. He's He's not in... Well, he's... The, the 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 majority the masses wouldn't disagree with him and i'm just playing devil's advocate because i believe an artist should be free who are any of us to say that but especially who's this guy to say that he just learned about relying k last week if this was Reli- if relying k decided to redo all their previous albums in the style of collapsible lung that's their choice like I just. Who are we to sit here and I critique know that we, every we sit week? And we criticize everything, <laughs> but I think that I try to view everything from the benefit of the doubt for for any artist that we might talk about, especially Relying K. I don't know. I forget not slow down. Had lyrics with such meaning and emotional and spiritual maturity that I immediately fell in love with it. But I also happen to like the band All Time Low. All Time Low is not known for their meaningful lyrics. All Time Low. Their high energy pop punk sound, which just makes you want to rock out. If All Time Low didn't have the sound they have, I probably wouldn't like them as much, which is what happened on their fourth album, Dirty Work. Collapsible Lung is essentially All Time Low without All Time Low's sound. Matt Thiessen, the lead singer of Reliant K, has said in interviews that the album... Everybody compares Collapsible Lung to a different band. Nobody agrees. Certainly a pop album, but that the band does not plan to continue making music like this in the future which I certainly hope is true. Reliant K is so much better than their latest album, and I hope that they realize that and go back to making music worthy of their name. So that's how I feel about Colossal Lung. Harsh, harsh. I don't think we ever get that. Worthy of their name? A misspelling of a car? A misspelling of an old shitty car? An affordable shitty car that helps people get on the road easier? And finally, thanks for watching. Whatever. I mean, I think we've dropped more f bombs in this episode than <laughs> any other. <laughs> so here's the final review. This is a big player, although he's not as visible nowadays. This is a big player in the Reliant K online community. This is Reliant K stuff. I mean, this video only has 374 views, but I swear, like Reliant K stuff's Instagram and his Twitter account. He was like really young. He was a kid, a little kid. Huge Reliant K fan, did all this Reliant K stuff online. Don't know where he is today. Maybe he's there and I don't even realize it. Maybe he listens to us. Have no idea, but he's just not using his Reliant K stuff accounts as much anymore. So this is his most positive out of everyone. Wait, most you, positive did, you didn't know? Reliant K stuff is actually Brady. Oh my God. He must have done some hard living to go from <laughs> this little boy in 2013 to Brady that we know today. <laughs> Who are you to judge, Danny? <laughs> hey guys, Reliant K Step here, and um... Okay, so um... I'm gonna be doing a album review for Cops Belong. Where to go from here, my thoughts are tangled, twisted, he's been waiting a while now. It's the most extemporaneous one, because he's just got the camera, holding okay. it up, selfie style, and just playing the album, and... He's just rapping with me on the album. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna do an album review on the newest album, Claus Belong, came out July 2nd, 2013. I was really excited. 
when it was going to come out, and now I'm excited that's out. I pre-ordered it on iTunes, so I was able to listen to it. This is one of those situations where comments are turned off because it contains a minor in the video, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's a very common thing. I see right. that all the time. Don't, we don't talk about that much, but it happens all the time where, you know, anyone underage who posts a YouTube video and YouTube algorithm or someone reports it or they admit it when they upload it, you can't comment on it f to protect the child, which sometimes is annoying because you'll see a video from 13 years ago and someone that's clearly a teenager like a young teenager and their comments are turned off and i'm like that person is like 25 today like who are you that you're not protecting doesn't matter there's still a child in the video i mean i don't know i go i don't know that's a whole different discussion about... i agree with i get the idea youtube definitely has this is i'm not saying that this one is but youtube comes up with stupid policies about stuff all the time absolutely they overreact to things they overcorrect they ignore problems until the government tells them they have to do it they Turning demonetize up, they, lgbt yeah content youtube and is horrible even hide when they're their trying to do right they do things wrong ridiculous turning off comments on a video containing a minor makes sense makes sense but there's some situations where it doesn't make sense there's case-by-case -case situations where i mean it they demonetize like a blanket demonetize pretty much all of true crime whether it contains anything graphic or not they're just like nope we're demonetizing you right. like it's it's to, to the point where it's like it's less there's there are channels less graphic than the news than like just general, not even cable news out there. Right. And they're just like, nope, demonetized. I listened to it like five times a day came out. Well, um, let's hope they never demonetize Relying K so content. I want to make a review now. So, um, let me first say, I think it's a very good album. But I do have a lot of criticisms about it. Um, it's, Matt Thiessen in an interview said, you know, it's, it's a very pop-based album. It's, Everybody's they, going to the same interview. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. They made I was going to say, though, that but, I, um, I don't know how okay, I feel I mean, about children on YouTube in general. Right. Like, I, I'm not so sure Like, if Instagram you're... doesn't even let children... You know that? Like, Instagram yeah, doesn't let children they, on anymore. Yeah. They actually shut down any kid's account that was figured out to be kids, and they don't let them on anymore. You can report... I was reporting something else for, like, offensive content, and one of the markers, and I didn't realize this was, like... This account appears to be under the age of 15 or whatever. Like, Jeez. you just report the account for being underage. And I have a friend who had their kid had a had an Instagram page. And then uh, they they called it, like, not the kid. Like, as a chance to keep it. They're like, if I don't want to say the actual kid's name. But let's say the kid's name was Joe. It was, like, Joe Smith is the name of the kid. I'm just using the name. Yeah. And then they, they changed the channel name, the, the Instagram page, to Not Joe Smith. And then they, like, posted weird, like, shit-posting memes to, like, <laughs> cover their tracks or something. <laughs> I think a lot of parents are also just kind of trying to, like, start these accounts for their kids so that they'll have their name when they get older. Right. And it's just like, yeah, but is Instagram going to be a thing by the time they're older and want an account, you right. know? Like... I would actually not even say it's really pop rock. I would just say it's pop. I got the Bluetooth part. working again, by the way. Like, don't blink. I would say it's pop rock. Like I feel weird watching um, this child in his bedroom in his tank top oh, no, talking about Reliant <laughs> K. Oh, yeah. It feels a little wrong. Um, I don't know. I'm not but comfortable. He did say that the next album, 
Maybe. If he was talking about um, his dead pet Sally, like, the next album would be <laughs> cult would be behind um, him. Will be definitely a punk rock album. He said definitely. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not well, Everfree didn't end up being a punk rock album for sure. Um, it ended up being a rock album. This album was very good. By, um, by half. Well, if we're gonna be talking about, like, um, talking about, mm-hmm. This is such a kid uh, thing to do. Team. Like, hold up the uh, CDs when you talk about. Look, look at all my sheets. sheets. Um, it's got like National I don't know, Mario sheets or something. Like, no. Getting us down. If you're gonna talk to about those, I would. I would say this he's is got a bunk bed, bed but I think novels. he's the only one in the room. He's got Beatles on his wall. And this is he's got the Avengers. This is dark. I don't like. He's just dark watching a kid in a tank top talking. Showing the CDs on his bed. Not because it's not good. Not because, yeah, not because it's not good. It's just because, that's not what I expect. He's the most apologetic out of, like out of everybody. I think of but he also plays guitar, albums. and he comes up, his channel comes up a lot because he does, like, guitar covers and stuff. That's what I and I've seen his Twitter where, like, Dave Douglas had commented yeah, and said, great cover. Okay, so and then he had posts about how excited he was. Genres, Dave Douglas commented but, um, on his cover. Let's do what, that's, that is what I sort of based them around. So, um, it's, uh, it's a great album, but I would say the other ones is more Reliant K. And I think that's actually what they were going for. They were going for an album that didn't sound like them. They were going for an album that was like, you know, experimenting with their different with different genres. Yeah, well, doing. that is what they were doing for so, sure. Um, yeah, give it eight stars out of ten. And um, <laughs> hey, eight stars out of ten. Made, made you know, this album isn't album. the best album, but I give it a hundred percent. I just want to say that if we didn't have children on YouTube, there wouldn't be a Justin Bieber. That's true. They're the world to, might be a better they're place. They're trying to stifle the next Justin Bieber out there. Well, <laughs> that is all of the uh, collapsible long YouTube reviews and nice. that one SoundCloud one. So, do you like this album more or less? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could ever like this album more than I like it. I give it a 10 out of 10. 